On this episode, it's a review inspired by a tweet that may have been a joke, but we're talking about Blacken. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and uh, um, this this is a this is a weird episode. I uh, I am going to do a quick mini review. Um, I, I I didn't realize I had a. Um, I'm doing food reviews now, but I am going to talk about uh, Blackened. Blackened. It's a blend of straight finished whiskeys in black brandy casks. I am talking about liquor. This is a uh, blackened whiskey. It is um, it's basically the, the Metallica whiskey. And I, um, my wife and I just recently celebrated our uh, 20 year wedding anniversary. And um while we were uh, hanging out in a uh, in in the resort town, uh, we went to the local liquor store and uh, just uh, just you know looking for for uh, uh, things to things to imbibe with uh, uh, libations. And I uh, we're, we're both uh, bourbon drinkers, and I, I saw this on the shelf. I don't think I've actually seen this in the wild before, but I saw the bottle uh, uh, blackened, saw the label blackened, I mean. Blackened! And I, I read the label. I was like, ooh, a blend of straight whiskeys finished in black brandy casks. Uh, Lucky looks at it, and she's like, ooh, get that. That, uh, that, that sounds good. Um, you know, and I, I turn it over on, on the back, uh, of the bottle. It says blackened in the air, blackened, a bold collaboration of the finest hand selected whiskeys an unrivaled composition of craft and creativity born in cask forged by sound bottled by sweet amber distillers company in mineville new york um so i didn't realize and, and this is a uh, uh, very very silly but it wasn't until we got it back home and we tried it and it was it was like the next day that it 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 occurred to me that this is the metallica whiskey um Please feel free and laugh at me, but no, it's a uh, it's uh, the uh, the whiskey that uh, was created in uh, collaboration with the band Metallica, and I remembered seeing that this was going to be um, a thing that that came out a while ago, and I quite frankly just kind of forgot about it. And as I said, this was kind of like the first time um, I I saw it out in the wild. I hadn't really pursued it, and you know that just. Uh, you know the 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 description on the bottle um was enough to turn our heads and get our um interest and so uh as as i often do you know i i i take pictures of stuff and i just post them and i um 
Yeah, I, I, what what did it do? I put a song lyrics to. Oh, that's right. I said color our world black and blackened, and and put that on there. And so my uh, um, my buddy Anthony Brucali from uh, TFU.info. And if you are playing the Mike Cyber Radio uh, drinking game, anytime I mentioned my best good friend Ant from uh, TFU, and check out T- Transformers University. By the way, uh, a terrific podcast. Anytime I mention that dude, um, uh, go ahead and take a drink because uh, it, it seems like I uh, mention him a lot and and give him tons of shout outs. But anyway, he uh, responded to my tweet and, and he, uh, he he mentioned full review episode please so again i don't know if he's uh uh joking or if he was being serious but regardless um i had a, a spare couple minutes here so i thought i would uh um i would talk about it for uh for uh, a couple minutes um i also saw a tweet from uh spook fire photography at uh, tf underscore starfire uh said i bought a bottle uh, for my dad, he was a fan. So that's, uh, that's, that's just, I just happen to have, uh, my Twitter open. Um, but no, I, uh, as, as a, uh, whiskey bourbon drinker and, and it occurred to me that, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really talk about food a lot. I don't think I'm really geared for, uh, a food discourse or, uh, reviews or discussions. But then I realized for my day job, I actually, uh, produced a show called happy hour radio, which actually I, I think still exists online. I think he's still got like a SoundCloud or something like that. But if you look for happy hour radio, um, uh, Christopher Chan, who's a uh, master sommelier, uh, would uh, uh, talk about all kinds of like esoteric uh, drinking and eating culture stuff, and he would often have uh, uh, winemakers, distillers, and and the like up in in studios. Uh, did a did a lot of midday day drinking after those because basically what they would do is they would pour samples, but then there's always stuff left over, and so do, my dude would get on the intercom and say like, "Hey man, you want you you want some of this?" And sometimes I would enjoy that at work. Other times, uh, a- anyway, I I would often have stuff to um uh, to bring home to share, but it never occurred to me. Uh, to talk about this stuff um, uh, on my own. Um, basically, it's um, it, it's pretty good. I mean, not not to uh, you know, kind of be anticlimactic, but it's uh, you know, uh, being more of a uh, straight bourbon drinker. I um, I like Jack Daniels. Uh, Jack is my thing. Um, I, I have a, have a buddy of mine who's a Jim Beam fella and he's always trying to push that on me. I've, you know, I, I don't, I don't dislike Jim Beam, but I think it's more of a Coke Pepsi situation. And I think in this situation, I kind of more, uh, prefer Coke. It does remind me though, when I went to go see clerks three at the Neptune and, uh, I got a, uh, uh, Jack and Coke from, uh, from the vendor along with that, uh, Rainier tall boy. But, um, I, I don't know if you've ever run into this situation, but if you're ever getting a uh, Jack and Coke and the the uh, uh, server asks if you're if uh, if Pepsi is OK, my answer is almost no, no, it's not OK. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was kind of funny. I asked this dude for a Jack and Coke and it wasn't before I already saw the flash of that blue can as he was already pouring Pepsi into it. And it was it, it was fine. It was uh, it, it was whatever. Uh, not the end of the world. Anyway, back to um, uh, back to uh, uh, the blackened here. Um, it's 
It's okay. So it's a, a 45% alcohol by volume. So that's a, a 90 proof, um, relatively, um, relatively, uh, high octane. Um, it's, it's not as hot as other 90 proof, uh, whiskeys would be like, you know, you usually get like that, that, um, heavier alcohol burn. This, this does have a, uh, smoothness to it, um, that, uh, it's pretty mellowed um uh flavor wise you you can tell it's it is a a blend so like anybody that that uh you know like uh wine drinkers you know you'll have like you know varietals you know uh uh merlot cabernet whatnot um the both the advantage and disadvantage of this is that it doesn't necessarily taste like any one thing because it's not any one thing it's a, it's it's a blend of um presumably a few different whiskies and where it kind of gets the the more mellowed smooth flavor is from being aged in um in brandy casks so that means it's like stuff that was used for brandy first um uh the the uh, texture of it is, uh, you know, I mean, it's straight alcohol, but it, it it's a little heavier on the palate that um, that I'm kind of used to. Um, it's not quite as thick or cloying as, say, like a uh, liqueur. You know, it's it's not like Fireball or something where it's it's just like you know sugar water cough syrup. Um, but but there there is a little extra. Um, uh, viscosity or, or thickness or, or density to the, uh, to the whiskey. It's a, it's a little heavier, um, in, um, I, I, I don't know the, the, the weight of the fluid. I already said viscosity. I don't, I don't have enough words in my vocabulary to, to, um, um, articulate that further. It just, just feels a, a um, a little thicker. Um, but there's, uh, it has, it has a pretty, uh, explosive uh, flavor profile, um, definite hints of uh, vanilla and caramel and kind of a, a uh, smoky charcoal um, aspect to it that, that kind of adds to that uh, flavor complexity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's overall pretty good. Um, it's not something that I would want to drink a lot of it. Now, I mean, anything uh, should be enjoyed in moderation, but especially when you're when you're messing around with um, with uh, with straight liquor, Um, I wouldn't I I don't think this is the kind of whiskey that you mix with stuff like I, I, you know, it's just something that you put in a glass and sip. I don't think you want to shoot it. I don't think you want to mix it with soda. I, I think what you want to do with it is uh, is put it in in a you know a, a short wide glass you know uh, and not to be you know super fancy or bougie or esoteric about it but yeah kind of swirl it around and and you know kind of uh, uh, sniff it a little bit you know enjoy you know uh, premium whiskey is kind of designed to be enjoyed kind of the same way that you enjoy wine you know at, at the end of the day it's food like you know even as uh, hipster as folks want to be about uh, wine and tastings and pairings 
And I mean, it's really like any anything else where, you know, sophistication comes from experience, you know, just listen to the way that we that we talk about uh, uh, action figures and toys in, in the toy collecting community, you, you, you talk about things about like engineering and parts count and and ab crunch and posability articulation, you know, just the, the these terms that you just throw throw out there that kind of seem haughty and perhaps coded to the to the uninitiated it's you know it but but it's just it's terms of um experience and fluency with uh with the material that you're talking about so um but yeah so i mean i guess talking about uh liquor and food is isn't all that much different than than talking about toys or uh tv shows it's just it's stuff but but at the end of the day the stuff is food so it's like i kind of thumb my nose at at wine snobbery and maybe uh liquor snobbery uh uh to an extent um because yeah end of the day it's just food so you know you you can you can enjoy uh the the whiskey however you like don't let me tell you what to do. Um, I'm just telling you how I do it. We, you know, we just pour it in a, in a short glass and just, uh, you know, sniff it and swirl it and, and, uh, drink it and enjoy it. Um, not necessarily with food, uh, definitely not on the rocks. You don't want to put ice in there and dilute it. Um, so yeah, that, that's, so that, that that's just kind of some of, some of my thoughts and, and notes on there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I like it. Um, I, I think, uh, I think we paid about 50 bucks for it. Um, I don't remember. Cause I mean, we bought a couple other things as well, but I think, I think it's like 50 bucks on the, on the shelf and for, you know, um, a fifth, a seven, a 750 milliliter bottle. I think, I think that's appropriately priced. It doesn't feel exorbitantly overpriced, nor is it, um, uh, too cheap. It, it does feel like it's a, it's a premium, uh, craft whiskey. Um, the but the thing that i do want to note though is that there there is no um indication that this has anything to do with metallica on the bottle so it's like you know the label has like a matte black what i could interpret to be a sound wave it looks kind of like a waveform and then it has a stylized uh block lettering um uh for blackened and um yeah the the only thing that that would trigger anything to think that it would be in connection with a band is like the, the last line on the back of the bottle that says born in cask forged by sound forged by sound. What does that mean? Using sonic waves to, to age, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this blended whiskey. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but it reminds me of what I had said. I think I even tweeted this out at the time when they announced that black and whiskey was going to be a thing. I don't know the entirety of the story of how this whiskey came to be or how the collaboration with Metallica happened, but there is a part of me as a fan that I think that the idea of contemporary Metallica partnering with a a distillery and putting out um, alcohol is kind of gauche. Um, as uh, a lot of us might know, uh, lead singer uh, James Hetfield has had multiple struggles with alcoholism. He's been in and out of rehab um, 
often um, and recently. Um, you know, w- within like the last couple years, I think like pre-pandemic, there were several shows, um, including one in Australia. I think like my buddy Greg was set to see them on an Australian tour leg, and that was canceled because James checked himself back into rehab again. And again, I'm not judging. I mean, you know, I I, I applaud him for um recognizing that he needs needs help and seeks the help and gets the help that he needs it just doesn't seem like it sticks so um but to that point i don't know if that comes from being part of a band that is partnering with uh distillers and making whiskey you know i i don't I wouldn't dare to speak on the logistics of alcoholism treatment because I, I don't, it's a world I don't entirely understand. Um, I have my own, um, uh, struggles and challenges with alcohol use occasionally. Um, I think if you were to ask me, I would probably say that I do, uh, self-identify as an alcoholic, but, um, there, there, uh, you know, we, we make jokes in my family, my entire family is alcoholics. And, you know, we, we joke sometimes that it's like, well, there's alcoholics and then there's alcoholics. So I think I, I'm, I'm in the, the, um, uh, the former rather than the latter. Um, I hope I didn't say that backwards, <laughs> but no, I, I, I just, I, I just think that it's, um, I don't know if it's tasteless or um, I, I, I don't know exactly what uh, the, the entire um, story is. So as such, I am, I'm just going to go to their website, uh, uh, blackenedwhiskey.com And they have a, a, uh, so here's the story. Um, it's more than a whiskey. Blackened is a testament to the creative process, to the hard work and determination required to make something from nothing. It's a monument to the ones who charge into the fray and come out the other side stronger together. Fueled by decades of creative passion, Blackened is a distillation of the incomparable bond between the band and their community of fans. All of that sounds great. Um, uh, masterful collaboration blackened began as a collaborative effort between Metallica and master distiller and blender, uh, Dave Pickerel. Uh, sadly, Dave passed away in late 2018, shortly after the launch of blackened in 2019, Master distiller Bob Dietrich joined the team as master distiller and blender and guardian of Dave's legacy blend and unapologetic masters of craft in their respective fields. They've built on world renowned legacies by carving out new spaces and bringing their singular incendiary perspectives to everything they touch. Unlikely collaborators on the surface, their shared creative fire and dedication to craft make them anything but together. They've created blackened an unconventional whiskey of uncompromising quality. Okay, sure. And there's there's more um, uh, bio stuff 
Um, actually, no, I'll, I'll read this, this little bit about Metallica. Cause it's, it's got like the, the two distiller guys and Metallica, uh, Metallica formed in 1981 in Los Angeles, California by drummer, Lars Ulrich and vocalist guitarist, James Hetfield. Metallica has relentlessly pushed the boundaries of music for over three decades. Considered one of the most influential bands of all time. Metallica has picked up nine Grammys and 23 nominations with over 125 million albums sold worldwide along with lead guitarist Kirk Hammett and bassist Robert Trujillo. Metallica continues the world playing to sold-out arenas from Asia to the UK, Lisbon to Los Angeles. So that's that's uh, that's basically the, the story of uh, Metallica. Um, okay, so there, there's actually quite a bit of information here. So it, it talks about the uh, uh, blending of the whiskey. Uh, Blackened is a marriage of the finest bourbons and ryes uh, chosen for unique flavors that play a key role in the taste of the final spirit. Predominantly bourbon, the sweetness of the bourbon is paired perfectly with the savory spice offered by the rye. For Blackened, they uh, chose to finish the whiskey in black brandy casks. Uh, the result is an added apricot note that plays perfectly alongside the honey and caramel tones of the pre-finished whiskey. After the whiskeys have been uh, combined in the black brandy cask for finishing, they're jolted back to life by the unmistakable earth-shattering music of Metallica. Wait a sec. Wait a second. Okay. I think I've landed on something here. Okay. So let me read that one more time. The, uh, after the, they're put in the black brandy cast, they're jolted back to life by the unmistakable earth shattering music of Metallica using our proprietary black noise sonic enhancement process the whiskey is pummeled by low hertz sound waves which force the whiskey deeper into the wood of the barrel where it picks up additional wood flavor characteristics okay okay <laughs> i was joking when i said i didn't know if they treated it with sound um uh, the process the whiskey undergoes is intense. The flavor is anything but. The whiskey has a warm honey amber color. Burnt caramel, oak, and honey are presented on the nose with moderate hints of spice upon first taste. The flavor builds with notes of honey, cinnamon, allspice, clove, and mint with unexpected apricot lingering underneath. Expect a long and smooth finish with slightly creamy hints of butterscotch, taffy, maple, and honey. And it's interesting, you know, when, you know, we talked about tasting notes earlier, and I wonder if sometimes that, um, uh, how am I trying to phrase it? Basically, like, I wonder if it's um, a suggestion, meaning like, if you say it has apricot flavoring, are you going to um, notice it? Um, Cause I didn't, I, you know, I, I intentionally read this, uh, as, as I went rather than kind of coloring my perspective. And I'm glad that I read this after I had, uh, um, tried to, um, uh, want that association. So now if you're listening to this and you haven't tried the whiskey yet, your head is filled with all kinds of vivid illustrations of what to look for what to look for, what to notice. Cause like sometimes, you know, I'll go, you know, we'll go, uh, uh either wine tasting or spirits tasting and you almost kind of fight it. It's like, I, I don't taste apricot in there. I don't taste butterscotch, you know, th that, that kind of thing. 
so yeah and, and like i said you know uh, we were talking earlier about like the 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 uh um oh what was it called the uh black noise uh process it's uh the the playlists um, so apparently they have uh, forged by sound. Each batch of blackened has a unique playlist that was used to sonically enhance the whiskey during finishing. This is getting really silly. As the well-aged whiskey rests in the finishing barrels, the music is played to the barrel, causing the whiskey inside to move and interact with the wood. The movement of the whiskey and the amount of interaction depends on the sound being played, so the variation of the music creates a slight nuance from one batch to the next. Throughout this process, uh, Dave tests the whiskey to determine the optimal color and flavor profile of each batch. Now, on their website, uh, blendedwhiskey.com, they do have specific playlists. And so, uh, select, okay, there are, you could probably hear my scroll wheel, uh, going, but, um, there are several. So the default on here is, um, uh, batch number 81081. So if, uh, if you, if you're, um, listening to triple takeover it's a uh, it's 081 not just 81 uh selected and arranged by james hetfield uh kirk hammett lars ulrich and robert Trujillo. you can get it on spotify and apple but um so i just wanted to run through the the particular songs on this particular playlist for this particular batch of blackened american whiskey there are 15 songs and uh, starting from the top, you got Eye of the Beholder, Cyanide, I Disappear, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Sad But True, One, Outlaw Torn, Broken, Beaten, Scarred, Call of the Cthulhu, The Thing That Should Not Be, Dream No More. I don't know if I know that one. Maybe maybe that's off of um, um, Hardwired. Um, uh, Freight Edge of Sanity, Fight Fire with Fire, Orion, and Disposable heroes um so quite the the eclectic uh, metallica playlist i am i might actually have to listen to some of those uh songs in that particular order because there are there are some groovy combinations there but i i really wonder how much curation is into this and how much nuance there is between those individual songs because you know especially with the instrumentals there are a lot of um uh peaks and valleys and dynamic range and there are some in here that just thrash and then there there are some that that um that are a little more um subtle um, so yeah, I, I don't know if this is a big gimmick or if there is something into it, but Hey, we learned, uh, more about the, uh, black noise process that goes into, uh, black blackened whiskey. Um, so again, it's, it's a blend of straight whiskeys finished in black brandy casks remastered by Dave Pickerell RIP. It is, uh, uh, 45% alcohol by volume. So it's 90 proof, uh, blackened is a bold collaboration of the finest hand-selected whiskeys, an unrivaled composition of craft and creativity born in cask forged by sound. Um, so there you go. 
Um, that's, uh, um, you know, if it, if it's something you want to give a day in court, check it out. I think it's, uh, um, I think it's worth your time if you're into, uh, um, high end spirits or premium whiskeys. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think that will, um, I, I think I'll just, uh, I'll leave it there for now and that will wrap things up, uh, for this particular episode. Oh, actually, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Before I leave, I um I I should have mentioned this way earlier, but I uh I wanted to mention that I will be at TFCon coming up uh this weekend. That is going to be a TFCon Chicago that is going to be um starting this Friday uh october 21st and going through the 23rd. So I will be there on the show floor. Um I'm flying in Friday and I'm flying out Monday morning. So I will be there all weekend. I'm going to be hanging out with uh, Aaron, Ryan and Caleb, the Autopod Decepticast guys. I'll also be spending some time at the Alpha Magnus table. Um, he'll have uh, some customs and some stuff to sell as well. Um, it's a, it's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, relevant to Mike Seibert radio uh, listeners. Um, uh, the the schedule just came out, and of note, uh, in in uh, my last episode, I was talking about um, uh, the first draft of Transformers the movie with Jim Sorensen, and now that the schedule is out, I um, I, I don't know if I've uh, I I don't want to say that my podcast has manifested a TFCon panel, but I'm pretty sure my podcast has manifested a, a TFCon panel because on a Friday at 8, 10 PM a panel, the first draft of transformers, the movie 1986 with writer Ron Friedman and Jim Sorensen. Um, so that's um that that's going to be really cool. Um, Jim has posted about it, so he's all on board and I don't know if you're friends with Ron Friedman on Facebook, but he has put out an impenetrably long post about, uh, about this upcoming presentation of the first draft of the transformers, the movie, uh, script. Um, I, I, I'm not even going to read it to you because like it, it is, it is as impenetrable and indecipherable, incomprehensible as his book. So um, I, I will just leave it at, at, at that point, but I am, I'm very fascinated because um, as you heard in that episode, when I was talking to Jim Sorensen, he doesn't have that same relationship with Ron Friedman that he does with Flint Dilly. So I wonder if there is friction with the um, discovery of this previously unknown first draft of Transformers, the movie, uh, what Ron Friedman's uh, response is to the TF Nation panel with uh, Jim Sorensen and Chris McFeely and all that, all that fan art and all that. Um, he's posted some things on, on his Facebook that makes me believe that he either doesn't recall these things or disputes things like he doesn't, he doesn't remember a, a train that transforms into a snake. Um, so I, I, this is going to be one to watch. I'm really excited to, uh, uh, to watch that. That is going to be Friday night. Um, 
but then I, I'm, I'm, uh, the highlights for me is I'm going to get, I've already signed up for a autograph, uh, with, uh, Peter Cullen. I have never met him before and I would like him to autograph my transformers, the movie poster and, uh, Sue blue, the voice of RC will be there as well. So I'm looking to get her autograph and, um, I'm just, I, I'm just really excited about that. There's, um, um, there's several, uh, great panels. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to do any podcast material. I can see that there is a podcasters roundtable to round out Sunday, but as I'm recording this, I don't know who's in charge of it. Um, but I've, I've already, uh, mentioned to Aaron, Ryan and Caleb, the autopod decept cast guys that, um, I, I think we might have to crash that party. Um, so yeah, so I, again, I don't know if, it, if evangelist is coming down or if it's the transmissions guys or whatever, but yeah, I, I think, I think we're going to have to try to sneak um, our way onto that. So you might hear some Mike Seibert radio uh, during the podcasters roundtable, but stay tuned for that. But um but yeah, so anyway, so I, I think that that will wrap things up um, here. Um, thanks so much for listening and for hanging out with me. And a special shout out to Anthony Bricali for uh, putting a tweet that may have been a joke, but this uh, this ended up being kind of fun to uh, talk about it, uh, doing, a, doing a full uh, whiskey review. And if you want to listen to my podcast, uh, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast. Like, share, rate and review the show let me know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future so more stuff like this um my name is mike this has been mike cyber radio and until next time making choices cheers What's most exciting to me about launching our own whiskey brand is bringing the magic on a different level. We're not throwing a label on something that's already made. If you're gonna put a whiskey out there, it better be good and it, it better be on the vanguard. Dave Pickerel is a legend in um, crafting and creating happiness. He has, he has created brands and, and tastes that have been innovative and you know, if we're gonna try something new, get the best. Whiskey has a certain aging process that is involved and, and not cheapened. In a way, with Metallica, that's how the songwriting goes in this band. You know, it takes time. It's not so much thinking outside the box, it's getting away from the box completely. It's what box? There is no box. The next chapter, 37 years in, and we still get a chance to do something great and unique. Fuck yeah, I'll bring it on.